Hello and welcome to episode three of SideQuest Heroes with me, Raymond Hogg, and the ever sexy and patient Clive Cookson. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing very well after that intro. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're having some major technical difficulties here trying to record this episode. They didn't know that. But they need to know that. They need to know our suffering. <laughs> and why we're very tired right now. Yeah, it's it's quite late. It's quite late. We're recording this a lot later than we would normally record a podcast. But look, we've got our night voices on. That makes our voices nice and smooth. Like oh, Belgian yeah. Chocolate. How you been keeping? What are you playing this week? No change from last time, but big update for everyone listening. Clive Cookson Ooh. won a game of Fall Guys. I won a crown. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm glad someone finally wins. <laughs> I still haven't done it on PS4. I bought it on PC. And somehow managed to win. It was actually Hexagon, you know, the tile dropping game at the very end. I feel that's a fairer game to win on because anyone can win that one. Whereas I think sometimes with Fall Mountain, you're just good at it or you're not. Fall Mountain. Okay, so the amount of times I've actually jumped at the crown and not have yeah. not gotten it. It is ridiculous, but I found out why you can't actually dive and grab the crown at the same time. So I've been doing it all wrong. Apparently, you're supposed to jump and then grab. Oh, you were trying to dive and grab. Dive and grab, yeah. So apparently, I shouldn't be doing that. No, you probably would have got that crown sooner, so. Oh, I'm so annoyed. Yeah, I am. I had a very close uh, attempt at winning a crown myself. Um, I was very close the other night. I was in the lead, and then another guy just got in front of me. What can I say? I just uh, shut the bed. I saw that. <laughs> oh, it was so... Oh, it's just heartbreaking, isn't yeah. it? I was gutted. I was absolutely gutted. I, I thought it was in the bag. I just want to win. I assume you get a trophy if you come first, right? On PS4. I oh, don't know. you do. Well, yeah. obviously you do. Oh, God. Yeah, I need that trophy. I need, I need some worth in my life. <laughs> but you got a great trophy recently, though, didn't you? I did. I um, recently got the Platinum on ghost of tsushima yeah which is uh pretty good like it's a great game man you've got to pick it up and I it will. can't be spoiled for you well hopefully it can't be spoiled for you because it's uh i think people who play the game are a little bit nicer than some of the people who tried to play last of us too <laughs> now i was uh, gifted a copy anyway so i will be playing that very soon oh no way yeah nice yeah it's very it's very worth it it's it's probably by far one of my favorite PS4 exclusives that have come out in this generation, which Ooh, I guess very fitting segues isn't it? segues us on to our topic of this week's episode, which is favorite current gen exclusives and the kind of under subtitle of that as we gear up for the upcoming consoles. This is a Clive's suggestion. Um, do you want to give us a bit of background to it, Clive? Yeah, I mean, we're always talking about next-gen consoles and oh, mm. what's the PS5 going to be like? What are the games going to be like? What are we going to get? What's the Xbox going to be like? Are they going to yeah. be more focused on this? I guess it's kind of a look back as to what the best exclusives were on the consoles because, I mean, I was primarily an Xbox 360 gamer mm. in the last generation, moved over yeah, to same. the PS4 primarily for this one, but obviously still mm. playing the likes of the Xbox and... I think probably Nintendo Switch is the best second system for a household as well for most houses. I'd mm. say that is probably mm. one that a lot of people get as their secondary system. Yeah, yeah, very true. I mean, like I myself have a Switch. Like I've never really been a Nintendo person and it was the kind of the first Nintendo console I ever went out and bought. So I'm just good to show you that probably every household that kind of has a gaming console either has a switch or one of the other kind of two main ones yeah i mean it's just mad that we're coming at the end of this generation and the amount of great games especially in the last couple of years two or three years maybe mm. the games have just been absolutely amazing especially on the ps4 side of things in terms of exclusives yeah yeah i mean like i think i was saying to you guys in a group chat that ghost of tsushima could have actually been held off for the PlayStation 5 and it probably would have been a system seller early on. And just the confidence that they had to kind of release that game for the current gen just shows that they probably still have quite a few hard hitters in their pockets. To be honest with you, I mean, with 100 plus million consoles out there, they'd be pretty stupid not to release it on the PS4 considering... That's true. (laughs) The amount of sales (laughs) they'd be missing on. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good game to have in uh, lockdown as well because... 
I, I like my open world games and it's definitely I don't think I would have gone to the effort of getting the whole platinum if I could just go out and around and enjoy the world. <laughs> yeah. I have to enjoy a virtual one instead. So yeah, I guess we're gonna have a bit of a kind of chat about our favorite exclusives on every console. I guess you'll probably be primarily talking about the Xbox ones because I don't have an Xbox probably uh, yeah. one this generation. <laughs> uh we both can have a little bit of to say about the switch and the ps4 and then we chat about the future but um i suppose do you want to kick it off with the xbox one yeah i mean i guess a lot of people would be saying lacked in terms of you know hard-hitting first-party mm. exclusives so but i mean a few a few good ones came out there like for instance quantum break was actually pretty cool yeah it was like a third-person action game that was developed by remedy kind of integrated mm. this cool kind of live action tv show into it as well now, a lot of people didn't like that, but personally, myself, I actually kind of enjoyed it. I mean, it yeah. stirred the likes of, you know, Sean Ashmore, who we know from X-Men and The Rookie, Aiden Gillen from Game of Thrones. He was actually really good in it. Lance Reddick, who you probably recognize from John Wick movies, you know, the concierge with the glasses. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was in it as well. Courtney Hope, who actually plays Jesse in Control, which is another uh, Remedy game as well. So she oh, was cool. in that uh, in the live action part of the series anyway. Mm. And it was kind of cool. It was like a third person action game, but it had cool time manipulation elements to the gameplay mechanics as well. So mm. there'd be parts where you could kind of freeze time, quickly run around a person and start shooting them from behind. You could, you know, freeze time in front of you. So if bullets were coming at you, it would almost slow the bullets down as almost a shield. Right. And there's kind of cool Alan Wake Easter eggs in the game as well, which mm. is kind of cool. But um, I actually really enjoyed that. I thought that was a good one. It doesn't get enough praise for, you know, the good game it actually was. And yeah, unfortunately, because PS4 was kind of running away with things, it was one of those games that didn't get played as much as, you know, a lot of people would have liked to have seen anyway. Yeah, I mean, like, I've, I've, I remember a couple of really good... Like tell a lie, I did actually have an Xbox One uh, for for a short period of time. Oh, I actually yes, you got won one it. for free. <laughs> I did. I got. I won it on a random competition, and um, I was actually struggling to pay my rent at the time, <laughs> so I had to sell it. So I randomly won it. I sold it for fifty quid or something less than what you could buy a new one in the shop because it was never opened. But it actually came bundled with Sunset Overdrive, and I heard that's supposed to be a fantastic game. Very. Um, game, I don't know if yeah. you have, you have. Have you played that? I have, yeah. It's a very cool game. It was developed by Insomniac. Oh, right. Who we all know and love. Microsoft were trying to get them to make kind of a cool game for them. And funnily enough, the mm. traversal in that game was so good. A lot of people were actually thinking, oh, God, you know, this is such a good game that they could potentially do a really good Spider-Man game. You know, I, I've seen a lot of stuff. Even I think Ryan McCaffrey from IGN even mentioned that before when he played Sunset Overdrive and was there some sort of grappling traversal kind of thing in that game or i know a lot of it was like rail riding yeah it was rail riding and then you can kind of hook onto the rails um and you can kind of easily kind of traverse from below the kind of railings to above them and everything else oh nice Uh, you could bounce off of cars and all these different objects as well it's just it was actually really cool so that was one of the fun games all right yeah i suppose like um the theater kind of when I don't know if you, if you are you a gears of, of or not uh, gears. That's the right. Sorry, it's so late my brain's not working. I need bloody <laughs> coffee, but it's too late for coffee. Gears of War. Um, yes. I was trying to say God of War, but did you play Gears Five? Yes, or... actually, that's one of my lists for the best ones. Anyway, so right. yeah, Gears Five. They kind of changed the name from Gears of War to just Gears Five, which is kind of odd, yeah. but it kind of worked anyway. It's a bit easier to say. Um, yeah i mean everyone just refers to it as gears like that's that's pretty much like because gears war uh one and two were probably one of my favorite games on the 360 me and one of my best mates jason we used to play gears all the time we'd be playing Mm. like the multiplayer online and even some of my friends here in dublin like we was like one of the first game where actually had a proper party squad on it so i'd imagine that the, the online component of that the multiplayer was still good up until gears 5 as well yeah i mean i don't know if the you know gow kind of thing god of war as well had anything to do with the kind of name change but 
Maybe. Um, it was cool. It's a third-person action game again, developed by The Coalition, who are a really good studio. Mm. It followed on from the story of Gears of War 4. So uh, Laura Bailey plays Kate Diaz, who, in my opinion, is probably the best female voice actor in gaming right now. She plays the main character. Then you had mm. John DiMaggio, of course, returning as Marcus Phoenix, Marcus. of course. Marcus. Uh, I I I, I, I tic tacs for breakfast. Tum tacs for breakfast. Uh. <laughs> um, <Dumb>. So it, <laughs> it's kind of cool. It, it, the, the story was kind of cool. You know, you had to uncover the origins of the locusts and Kate's family. Mm. I'm not obviously not going to spoil anything, but yeah, you yeah. Know, great voice acting, great action sequences as well. You had a load of kind of voice actors as you know, kind of your NPC characters as well. Like even Alana Troy Pierce. Baker in it. I bet Troy Baker was in it. He probably Troy was in everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but even Locust Seven, <laughs> even the Lana Pierce though, she was um, actually in it, voicing one of the characters, which is kind of cool. To oh see yeah, as well. I remember actually seeing a clip of that. Like she's just some random kind of like NPC off to the side. Mm. Kind of weird. Well, it's very cool that they got um, all those uh, people to kind of voice act, which is very cool to see. Yeah, and, and I think that's also good for world building. Like, there's nothing worse than walking down, like, a city inside a world and you hear, like, two, like, two separate NPCs have the exact same voice. Yeah. <laughs> or the Bethesda thing of you walk down and you hear the same sentence from two separate people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the even classic one, which I, I pointed out to a friend of mine years ago, was... There was in, I think it was in, no, it was in Oblivion, not Skyrim. And uh, there's an old lady talking to you and she's like, yo, can you help me get the shopping out of here? She's a real wispy voice. And then you change the topic of the thing and she just goes, well, I never entered this premises by myself. Okay. Like, literally turned from old lady to like 30 year old to perfectly able. Really weird. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was the same like model on the screen. Just the voice completely changed halfway through the, the, the course of conversation. Oh my God. <laughs> I guess another one, it's a bit of a cheat, but Halo Master Chief Collection. Okay. So first so person like a remaster thing? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. It, it was developed by 343, but I've seen the likes of... Do you know, I've never played a Halo game. Have you not? Oh, Jesus. No. Right. No. Don't tell Brian that. That, that was actually <laughs> that, that was actually you just have to remind me of, of potential podcast names that we were going to come up with in the past. And I remember Johnny always suggesting that if I did a podcast for games, it should be just called You Should Play This. And it should just be people talking about games that I have yet to play. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I have never played Halo. Really? You uh... should play this. <laughs> but um Halo is just one of those games that never really resonated with me. I I know it's the it's the go-to first person shooter game. Like it is the origin of the first well, not the origin, but you know what I mean. It's the kind of arena first person shooter game that everyone thinks of. It's Master Chief, you know? Yeah. But it's cool. Like developed by Tree Four Tree, they obviously rebuilt everything from kind of scratch mm. now i remember it specifically because when it first released it was kind of in a, in a shambles and you know the online wasn't working properly and everything else but you know they've kept adding and adding and improving and improving to it over the years mm. so now it's got like halo combat evolved it's got halo 2 it's got halo 3 cool. it's got halo 3 odst halo 4 and halo reach which is like a lot of the great games and there's cool yeah. cool options where, you know, you can switch from, you know, updated graphics to, you know, going back to old school graphics as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's actually really fun. If you're a Master Chief fan, you're obviously going to love the collection there. Hmm. Yeah, I've, 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 I've never given it the time. Maybe I need to go back and replay Halo. Probably do. I mean, how can it resonate with you if you don't play it? But if you are going to play yeah, it, that's true. I'd start off with the, the first one anyway. But hey, if you do get a Series X, maybe down the line someday. At least you could play mm. it on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I saw um, uh, an article today that apparently the Mass Effect trilogy is getting a HD remaster. I'm seeing rumors, or has that actually been confirmed? Um, well, I just saw a couple of like random articles. I, I didn't really read into it. But I've seen a couple of articles be... where um, shops and online retailers might have accidentally leaked it by actually putting a listing online on that so maybe that was on the way but then again we've seen Damn. that before and nothing's ever come but so i would yeah if if that came out on the switch i would play the crap out of that game again is mass effect not an exclusive xbox game though it was originally an xbox exclusive but then eventually it got ported over to the ps3 so the playstation oh. 3 actually got all three of the games in a trilogy collection oh, so cool. yeah it was exclusive i think the first game was even uh published by xbox 
but yeah eventually just uh went multi-platform anyway as a lot of the so-called exclusives on xbox are doing these days mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean like uh probably given quite a bit of uh airtime to the old xbox one there um yeah. unless there's any, anything else you want to add or yeah, just a couple of shout outs anyway so yeah, yeah. um ori and the will of the wisps absolutely brilliant metroidvania platform game you can play on pc now as well developed by moon studios who are very talented it's basically ori's a white spirit guardian you know in the original game you had to save as far as some something dangerous spreading throughout the land but uh this game kind of introduces a new character it's an owl with a damaged wing so cute so cute but it's got really great platforming elements to it and it was one of my favorite games so far this year also forza horizon 4 Brilliant game, 60 frames per second, 4K on the Xbox One X. Runs absolutely amazing. Um, this is uh, the game that uh, Brian, friend of the show, is uh, mad about and that he, he's so addicted to it that he's not allowed to play it. <laughs> that's like, is, that, is it Forza Horizon or would it be Forza Motorsport? I think Motorsport? it's Forza. He, uh, I think I he's know, more actually. into the sim, the proper sim, as opposed to the... I don't know. I'll have to ask him at some stage. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just one... I know because it's definitely the game here. He recommends me. I was like, "Oh, I want to get into a good racing game." He was like, "Get Forza." There you <laughs> like, go. Okay. <laughs> and just one final shout out: uh, Sea of Thieves, developed by Rare. Uh, just cool online fun pirate game. Yeah, it's very good. I've been seeing that your man is it James Buckley from Inbetweeners has been playing that quite a lot on Twitch. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he's a big Sea of Thieves fan. He's um, he's always on it. Very cool. He's got a podcast or a, a Twitch channel called Completed It, mate. That's actually a cool name. And I love the accent yeah. there yeah. as well. <laughs> com- com- Completed It, mate. Uh, which I think is a, a bit of a, a, a take on Jay's character from Inbetweeners, where he's talking about all these games that he's beaten. And when the lads goes, what about football football manager? He goes, beat it. He goes, you can't beat it. How do you play? How do you beat football manager? And he goes, <laughs> well, I became, I became uh, the best team in the club. <laughs> Remember, uh, the pre- lad from the premiership rang me up to offer me a job. Turn him down. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love that show. But, uh, that's um, all for the Xbox excuses from me anyway. Cool. I guess, look, we'll move on to something that we both have a bit of experience in. Uh, Still, probably you have a bit more experience in this avenue, which is the fantastic Nintendo Switch. Uh, Never thought I'd be a Nintendo fanboy, but by God, what a console. It's an amazing console. I mean, the fact Mm. that you can have console quality games on the go, easily switch up from between from between you know tv mode to desktop mode i mean mm. i think there's been a few times where we've played mario kart in the pub while we're getting a pint of yeah. pizza yep yep pizza and a pint uh i think that was actually like not long after it came out we were in a what was it cassidy's on westmoreland street you brought in your switch we had a few games of mario kart there a few Everyone people were looking watching at us, very very begrudgingly looking at us oh yeah that was a fun time <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, what a console. I'm I'm actually glad that Nintendo aren't in this type of arms race for the next console because I think Nintendo's always going to be on its own. Like, you could be a PS4 and an Xbox person, but you're still probably going to have time for Nintendo. Sure, I mean, um, I think most families will probably have a Nintendo console in the house. Uh, I think yeah. it would probably be, you know, even the adults might have their Xbox One or PS4, maybe even a Switch, but... You know, it likes to say even the Switch Lite would be perfect for, you know, kids and the family and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was even thinking, you know, um, you know, when we were playing Animal Crossing here and Trish was getting fairly addicted to it as well, I was kind of half thinking like, oh, maybe we should get a second Switch <laughs> just so I can play <laughs> my games and you can play that. Yeah. <laughs> that horrible kind of thing where you can have only one island per Switch, which is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Come uh, on, Nintendo, get your shit together. Now, obviously, the Switch isn't without its flaws, um, yeah. particularly the online side. They don't have God, dedicated servers. They need to servers. tidy up their store. Their store as well is yeah. a mountain of shovelware. Exactly. And it's not even... Oh, it's very hard to find the games that you probably want to find in there as well. So what what about exclusives? Well, I suppose the great thing about Nintendo is the majority of games are exclusive. Games are, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like there's there are a few kind of unusual games there as well. But Well, I mean, I guess um, we could start any off highlights? with Animal Crossing probably first. Because, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Life social simulation video game. It was probably the best game to come out during lockdown because... Oh, absolutely. It kept me saying anyway, the amount of people playing it on Twitch, the amount of people doing crazy things with it, like Gary Widder, Star Wars writer, and he's yeah. also on the kind of funny X-Cast now, I believe, but he 
did this show called Animal Talking, so he interviews all these guests in the video game, and he's yeah, got yeah, yeah. really cool stars, you know, such as you know, even Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, went on the show. Um, did he? Brie Larson went on the show, which was really cool. Then you yeah, had, yeah. even had the likes to say musical numbers from the likes of Selena Gomez, which was kind of cool to see. <laughs> <laughs> I know one of the one of the most. I don't know why I'm surprised when I find out people like are fans of Animal Crossing, but when I saw Danny Trejo was on it, I was like, what? <laughs> you don't associate Danny Trejo with sitting down playing a cutesy Animal Crossing game. But oh. look, that's why games are great. They're good for everyone. I think know? even T-Pain <laughs> was mad into it. And wasn't there that story of Elijah Wood going to someone's island because he wanted uh, to sell his turnips for a good price? Yeah, I, t- I think it was something weird. Like, I don't know the full story. Was that they put out their turnips and he just messaged them saying, oh, them, you know, yeah. can, what, what's your code? Can I come along? And they, they were like, there's no way. This is Elijah Wood. And then he comes to the island and goes, da, 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 and then give a shout out to them on Twitter or something. And they're like, holy God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, no, I agree. Like Animal Crossing, I, you, you definitely did a lot more on it than I did. I kind of got into the Animal Crossing a little bit later than everybody else. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I ev- eventually got burnout. I mean, I put 100 plus hours into that game, but I yeah. mean, I, th- I think the whole thing was it was very social game, the creativity and personalization options, like, you know, mm. creating your own t-shirts and tiles and all this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The composing was really good. It was nice, relaxing music. Now, not a lot of people would know, but, you know, composers like, ah, I, I'm going to butcher these names, Yasuaki Iwata, and Yumi Takahashi were both composers on the game. They're actually really good. Mm. Crazy enough, it's actually sold over 22 million copies since it launched already. Jesus. Which is ridiculous. God, that's mental. I wonder if it's the fact that you have to have a second Switch to have a second island have anything to do with that. <laughs> oh, you'll see a lot of their games sell ridiculous as well. They do, they do, actually. To try and top off on uh, New Horizon, I mean, like, the... the great thing about that is that they have like kind of life cycle planned out for this game already i mean like recently like we we haven't turned our animal crossing on in weeks because we had like a big move down the country but like when we logged in there was this whole new feature where you could do diving and stuff like yeah. that and like it opens up a whole new, new world around your island it's just something as simple as that i wonder how long until they introduced caves like imagine a cave oh. just suddenly appearing on your island and you have to go down and you have to mine something or get like resources down there and there's certain type of animals and bugs you can only catch in the cave that'd be that'd pretty be cool. very cool and the thing is they'd be adding stuff to every season as well so it's very seasonal based mm. which is kind of cool i think they even had a yeah. fireworks display the other day or something like that oh for fourth of july or something or something like that i think yeah yeah i'm actually looking forward to jumping in at christmas when they might have like christmas trees snow. and snow and stuff yeah oh that'd be imagine <laughs> if you can make your own snowman and stuff that would oh my god that would be amazing yeah uh, <laughs> if nintendo <laughs> take that now. idea they need to pay you <laughs> copyright ray tm <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean an- another uh nintendo switch which uh like both myself and yourself have played ultimate alliance 3 yeah very um, good game my first Ultimate Alliance. Oh, okay. My favorite Ultimate Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Like I, I'm not, I'm never really been into the Ultimate Alliance games. Um, you know, they're 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 fine. It's a bit button bashy, but like still enough kind of complex complexity in the game to keep you entertained. I mean, the fact like if you the really roster wanna... is huge as well, which is kind of cool. Yeah, 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 and like little like weird Easter eggs thrown in where in spider-man's in it but he's actually voiced by the spider-man from the ps4 version of spider-man which is pretty cool yes uh yuri lowenthal is his name yuri lowenthal yeah that's hard to say i know yeah <laughs> believe me i tried <laughs> but uh no, um, brilliant game i mean you played it on your own though i think i had a bit more fun mm-hmm. with it because i actually played it with someone else i think yeah yeah the whole kind of party playing aspect just made it a bit more enjoyable for me anyway yeah, I mean, we must give it a bit of a, a playthrough. Like, uh, I don't know, do you any of the lads have Ultimate Alliance? But, you know, do myself and yourself kind of do a playthrough of just a couple of levels just to see what it's like playing with another human character. Yeah, that'd um, be cool. Could even do a Twitch stream, just saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll be up for that. Mm. Uh, watch this space. Then, yeah, moving on to, God, I think on most of these games are probably ones that myself and you both have. Uh, but the Pokemon Let's Go. Ah, uh, yes. Pokemon uh, Let's Go. I got, e- no, you got Eevee. I got no, you got Pikachu. Yeah. And I got Eevee. Great game. I mean, I, some people have criticisms about it, but true. I, I, liked I it. think it was cool because it introduced, you know, you could actually see the Pokemon out in the wild, which was really cool mm. to see. 
uh, they integrated the whole Pokemon Go, wasn't it? Uh, where you could link the Pokemon Go app and transfer a lot of the, the yeah. Pokemon into the game. It was fun. I, I enjoyed it personally. And it was kind of cool to see, you know, a remastered version of Pokemon Red and Blue. I, I just, look, I, I, I simp for Gen 1 Pokemon. They're, they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love them. I just think that just they're my generation. You know, people, other people that are generation two, three, four, whatever. Like mine are Ekans, Coughing, Pikachu, Bulbasaur, yeah. Char- Charmander, all those. They're Pokemon to me. Yeah. After after Gen One, I get a little bit foggy on trying to <laughs> get their names. Yeah. Even even like Gen Two with like Ch- Chikorita, is it or? Yeah. And oh god, the fire thingy. Chik- <laughs> Why can't I remember their names now? Oh Ex- my see, god, that's exactly what I mean. It's just so tough. I know the fire one evolves into Typhlosion. I just can't remember Cyndaquil. Oh my god, Cyndaquil. That's that it. it. Yeah. Don't even ask me what the other one was. Yeah. <laughs> and I always forget that Togepi is technically a Gen two Pokemon as well. Oh yeah, Jesus. Even even though it was in fucking the series for such a long time before Gen two was even confirmed. True. Yeah. But yeah, there. I was like, look, Pokemon is always going to be Nintendo exclusives anyway, bar the odd weird exception that somehow makes over to other consoles or tie-ins. Yeah, I, mean, um, I, tr- I tried to get into Pokemon Sword and Shield. Now, I played it for a good few hours at the start. I think I got mm. to the last gym and then it was just kind of like, Ugh, I'm yeah, I, bored. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't pull me as much as I thought it would. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It, something about it just didn't feel right. I think I enjoyed the Pokemon Let's Go more than... Pokemon yeah. Sword and Shield. Yeah, I think I'm the same. Maybe I don't know. I I I think maybe they were trying to do too much too soon, but still drop the ball on some things. Like I don't, I don't like the Pokemon having electronic voices. Yeah, I, I think we're past that. Like, how can like, they not have proper voices at this stage, especially on the Switch? Yeah, like, and I don't. I know they do it purely. It's for commercial reasons, like having Pikachu and Eevee having real voices, but then the other ones don't. Like it's just, just come up with something. Yeah. <laughs> like Onyx is in it. Just go. Arrgh. <laughs> I I, mean, I would do the voices. Don't worry, I can do them all. <laughs> the the amount of sound bites they would have from the TV show alone, you'd think they could just dump them into the game. Yeah. And like you know, if you don't have them, come up with one and then just use that in the TV show, or it'll just be a variant of some kind. I don't know. That always annoyed me. That that it's just a weird personal thing that always bothered me like why some of them have real voices like two of them have real voices because they're the mascots and then all the rest of them all just sound like you're fucking dropping your keys inside a blender (laughs) (laughs) it just sounds like that yeah that was Um, actually really good (laughs) thank you (laughs) i'm not sure if you really have much else to say on pokemon let's go but um (laughs) the, the the only other one i've actually noted here uh again it's the one of more of my favorite uh, Nintendo Switch exclusives, Breath of the Wild. Oh my god, what um, a game! My first Zelda game as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. I never played Zelda. Wow. Well, I, I dabbled in like, you know, someone gave me a controller going, "There's Legend of Zelda." I was like, yeah. "All right, Grant, thanks." And, yeah, but it's the first Zelda game I ever sat down to play. Brilliant, because I mean, to me, it's probably the best Zelda game ever. Now, I know for really? a lot of people, it would be probably the best game ever but actually i I don't know it's kind of between that and link's awakening for me but Mm. it changed up the formula so much and had the open world you could pretty much climb anything and everything which is kind of cool that was the one takeaway i always have it was just like wait a second i can climb everything (laughs) as long as i've got the stamina i can climb it dungeons were great the crypts and everything else yeah i think by now it's almost at 19 million copies sold since launch jesus but no brilliant oh, yeah, game yeah. brilliant game I, re- I really must go back to it I, I i was playing a lot more when i was commuting more hmm. um before i got a car and now it's just really hard to get the time i i think honestly the next time i'm going to get a chance to play is maybe a christmas or something when i have to head back home to my parents place or something um, I think the funny thing was uh, when it launched, um, when the Switch launched, I had to go over to the UK for work for the week. So, mm. yeah, I didn't bother going out. I just stayed in my hotel room playing Zelda when uh, after work every day. <laughs> no, like I was the same. Like, um, uh, I can't remember where I was when I was playing Breath of the Wild, but I know I was definitely abroad somewhere. I know that because I got, I got my Switch shortly before i went to eastern europe when i was doing like um transylvania and like all those like uh couture 
and Dubrovnik and stuff like that. So I, I think it might have been shortly after that I got Breath of the Wild. But I know I was definitely away somewhere because I was doing the same thing. I, was, I almost had more fun just staying in a hotel, just like, you know, get a couple of drinks, sit down, play Breath of the Wild for a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Is there any other um, like obvious exclusives from the Nintendo? That oh, were... yeah, of course. Of course. Jesus. You want, uh, you're, you're probably the best to start evil just for, rambling them off. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Probably yes. my favorite fighting game of all time. Biggest roster to date. I mean, you have the likes of Pokemon, you have Metal Gear Solid characters, you have Nintendo characters, mm. Street Fighter characters, Banjo Kazooie, Joker from Persona, Cloud from Final Fantasy as well. It is. Oh, is he in Smash? Oh, yeah, Jesus. You should see the amount oh. of characters in Smash now. Honestly, uh, Masahiro Sakurai is a genius. He is just amazing for that series he's the director and i think he used to be a pro gamer as well pro fighting gamer or something like that esports oh the only thing it needs is dedicated servers i think but yeah other than that absolutely brilliant game i think the last time i saw sales it was at like 19.99 million so <sighs> it's probably at the 20 million threshold now already damn mario plus rabbits kingdom battle yeah uh, you you always say this is like xcom but better oh it's my favorite xcom <laughs> fight game. you for that fight you <laughs> but uh it was developed by ubisoft which is actually mm. really fun to see because seeing nintendo allow other developers their own shot at a mario game was really cool yeah. to see it was a nice yeah, mix they're very protective yeah they are very protective of their ips and rightly so but mm. i mean this game was absolutely brilliant it was a great kind of mix up for the genre to play an XCOM style game but with Mario characters so it was a bit more fun with the minions and that Yeah. oh not minions Jesus Christ they're rabbits <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. yeah ah, same thing <laughs> don't <anyway>. do that <laughs> the DLC for banana. the game also <laughs> banana <laughs> Uh, DLC also added Donkey Kong characters. Oh, nice. So it was kind of an expansion to that, and you could play as Donkey Kong, and I think it was Cranky Kong in that as well. The animations and the characters, I think they they did all the animations from the ground up. They did it from scratch, but it was very respectful to you know the whole mm. Mario universe and the Mario characters, so that was really cool to see. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I mean, come on, what more mm. can you say? Yeah. I mean, for a game that was originally a Wii U game, and has gone on to sell 27 million copies on the Switch. Jesus, It is yeah. the biggest selling game on the Switch so far. 27 million. That is just ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. Splatoon 2. Luigi's Mansion 3. I had a lot of fun with. Super Mario Odyssey. Mm. God, Personally, I, about that. I preferred that to... Like, I know the whole Game of the Year debates. That year was like, you know... Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild versus Mario Odyssey. I probably would have preferred Mario Odyssey. A lot of people might hate me for that, but okay, I love that game. Uh, mm. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, nice little fun kind of game. Mario Tennis. I actually love that game. Oh, did you? I have the demo of it? Yeah, I, I was. It's one of the games I've been meaning to think about picking up. I'm kind of a little bit scroungy with my cash at the moment because I'm waiting for the price announcement of PS5 and of Xbox course, yeah. to be announced <laughs> before I start splurging some money. But waiting, I played yeah. the demo of the tra- the Toad's um, treasure game, and it's actually quite cute. It's very, so very, um, very cute. It's fun. Um... And mm. to kind of finish all of them and get all the stars, it's actually pretty tough, but it's really fun to play through. Mario Tennis Aces, I had a lot of fun with. Fire Emblem Three Houses, what a game, but the amount of errors mm. you can put into that. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure was kind of fun during lockdown as well. Yeah, I, I, I know, um, was it uh, Brian, friend What's of the show? Brian, yeah, have I? Uh, was looking for a Wii Fit for, <laughs> for months, was it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we got him one in the end anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mario, Mario Maker 2 Super Mario Maker 2 that was really cool make mm. your own kind of Mario levels and they keep adding to that and finally probably Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening which was a remake of the Game Boy game it was it looked more kind of claymation I think uh, you might have seen me play that on Twitch yeah, at you were some stage it yeah. for a bit. it was a mm. really good game but overall I'd say Nintendo probably has the best I don't know roster of characters they could use for their exclusive games but yeah so many good games it's ridiculous you almost feel like they kind of uh, i know they've exhausted so many different avenues with the cards to have you almost feel like a new nintendo character should be created soon like i know that they, they do always bring in like new characters by weird proxies like isn't it ring fit girl is technically a character she's in smash oh you're, ring fit? oh um it's um we fit 
It was the Wii Fit woman, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Which uh, is just hilarious in itself. <laughs> and then I guess it's not technically exclusive anymore. Octopath Traveler, I really enjoyed at the yeah. start, and I just kind of fell off it after a while. I think I was more yeah. invested in the demo than the actual game itself. I think the problem with Octopath Traveler is I had two uh, or big or Japanese RPGs to play at the time, and I was just like, that I, th- I think I was playing Zelda Breath of the Wild and Octopath Traveler. Oh, I'm Jesus. Like, no, I can only I can only give one of these my time, and exactly. I gave it to Zelda. And it wasn't um, uh, when Zelda came out. It wasn't Horizon Zero Dawn out at that stage. I think it was February. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was released, and then the month after it was Zelda Breath of the Wild with the Switch launch. You might be right, but I didn't pick a Switch up for like several months after uh, the console yes. came out, so it didn't really cross over with me. Fair um, enough. I picked up Horizon pretty early on, but we can talk about that in the next section. Yeah. Um, To be honest with you, it's it's kind of strange to see that, you know, even Octopath Traveler no longer specifically a Nintendo exclusive. Fair enough, it's a console exclusive, but it's now on the PC. Mm. It's kind of a lot of the same with the Xbox as well, where the Xbox One games would be, you know, PC and Xbox day one. Yeah. PlayStation exclusives are getting PC releases. Yeah, um, I think um, Horizon Zero Dawn was only just recently. Um, yeah, and, and then I think Death Stranding. Death Stranding well. will be coming out, or is that already out? I can't. Even, I can't even remember now. Street Fighter Five that was on, on the PS4. PC? Yeah, that's on PC as well. Cross platform, uh, cross play as well. Apparently, between PC. Makes me wonder. Maybe I should just buy a shit hell PC next time. <laughs> Actually. Perfect time to go into PS4 exclusives anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and on to PS4 exclusives. <laughs> uh, this is the one that I probably have a bit more experience in. But, um, uh, well, I know you have a fair bit of uh, experience with the PS4 as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, my God, PS4, I, I think, out of both P- P- PlayStation and Xbox, I think the PlayStation has definitely blown Xbox out of order with their... Uh, exclusive titles definitely i don't think they can really compare to nintendo because it's a very different machine different audience too. but like oh god I, I can't even really list these in order of preference but like just to start with um spider-man uh ah. ps4 amazing like it's just an astonishing and beautiful game looks amazing like i'm playing it on just a standard not even a pro ps4 and it blows my socks off when i play it the swinging mechanics, just beautiful. The yep. amount of suits that you can unlock in the game. No, like, DLC suits. Now, granted, there's DLC story packages, but, like, you know, they're really not that expensive if yep. you wait and hold out for a deal. You Did, did you Platinum Spider-Man? I did Platinum Spider-Man, and it was probably one of my more enjoyable Platinums. Mm. I just loved that story so much. I loved the game. The traversal in that game was absolutely oh, yeah. brilliant. I liked the fact that they stayed true to source material, but kind of created their mm. own universe at the same time. They had Miles Morales in there and obviously teased the whole yeah. kind of Miles Morales thing, which was really cool to see. I mean, the combat, I thought, I think we were talking about this the other day. I thought it's very reminiscent of, you know, the Batman Arkham combat. The oh, yeah, yeah, there. yeah. I mean, even the voice acting was, and the acting in that game was absolutely brilliant. Like... Uh, Yuri Lowenthal, who played Peter Parker in Spider-Man. Laura Bailey again, who plays Mary Jane Watson. I just Does she play Mary Jane? She plays Mary Jane Watson, yeah. I just think she continues to you know, smash it out of the park when it comes to voice acting and the games she chooses mm. to be in. Overall, she's on that level. She would be... Yeah, she's probably just more recognized. Yeah, as it... in, like, if you need a good, a strong female voice actor, that's you go for exactly yeah she's just Um, absolutely brilliant but overall i mean developed by insomniac i mean mm. i think they're hitting it out of the park as well with the games that they release yeah absolutely um i mean like just while we might as well stay on insomniac i've made a note here ratchet and clank Um, i don't know if you've played on ps4 i have and it's on my list actually as well (laughs) it's so good it's really good because that was just Um, a built-up port like that was just a remaster or remake of the ps2 version wasn't it I th- no, I think it it was rebuilt from the ground up. It was it's a completely oh no, that's what I mean. It was new... just like a reimagining, I guess you would call it. Of oh the... yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I mean, I know it follows the beats of the movie a tiny bit. Movie wasn't that I think bad. It's, I, I I didn't see it, but I I I really really enjoyed the game. I thought it made me like the characters, even though uh, same again. I was a bit kind of closed minded when 
I had like a PS1 back in the day. I always thought Ratchet and Clank was like a kid's game. I was yeah. just like, I'm not playing that. It's rubbish, it's like Spyro or something. I get you. Know? you. <laughs> Very close-minded Raymond when as a child. I only <laughs> wanted to play serious games. But like it made me really love the characters. The combat was cool. The swinging mechanic kind of makes you see as to why they kind of got the Spider-Man gig. They just make game fun gameplay. The, it's just it's just really enjoyable. Yeah, the animation looked very Pixar like as well, which was really mm. cool kind of aesthetic for the game. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic game. Um, what else? Um, God of War for me. Here. Yeah, yeah, I've got God of War down here as uh, well. Amazing game. That yeah. that that game is just fantastic. I mean, Sony uh, Santa the first Monica. fight when you're fighting Conor McGregor. <laughs> 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 your man who literally just is Conor McGregor he's like big old tattoo skinny lad oh. now, Sony but like, Santa Monica brilliant studio yeah I mean that, that game was just fantastic uh, the throwing axe mechanic like when you throw it you just feel like Thor you like, exactly. throw the, his hammer and then you go and when it hits back into your hand you're like yeah I was going to say <laughs> that yeah the Leviathan axe does feel like you know you're playing with Thor's Mjolnir yeah I was one trophy away from Platinum that bloody game oh yeah, it's the only trophy I had to get was to beat the last Valkyrie. And I'm like, I fucking can't do it. <laughs> you can. And I've been away for the game for so long now that I'd be like a new newbie picking it up for the first time. I sure remember I tried to go back to it and then my controller was drifting. So I couldn't even play the game. It was annoying. God. <laughs> but no, it was kind of cool because they changed up the whole God of War formula because before God of War was just, you know kind of hack and slash hack and slash this yeah. one seems a bit more kind Button of prompts exactly yeah. yeah um but i mean it was directed by cory barlog who i'm a big fan of from uh, sony mm. santa monica it starred obviously christopher judge who we all know as teal from stargate indeed I mean, boy <laughs> indeed general o'neill but, uh, boy <laughs> and uh, it was one of the best looking ps4 games as well mm. i mean my god that looked amazing on the ps4 pro Funnily enough, Spider-Man on the PS4 was the reason I bought that bloody uh, Spider-Man PS4 Pro. Just because it looked cool and you got nice. the game with it and the DLC. So I was like, ah, you know what? I may as well treat myself. Yeah, that was a good purchase, man. Um, Sexy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, God of War. What else? I have Horizon Zero Dawn, one of the other ones I've managed to platinum. Of course, Absolutely yeah. amazing game. Yeah, because um, Guerrilla Games, that was their kind of game after the whole Killzone series, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, like who would have thought they'd come out with like an amazing open world adventure like like Horizon. It was just like, this is fresh. This is just a really good idea. But unlike even Zelda, Ayla, you couldn't climb everything. <laughs> you don't need to climb everything. You got like <laughs> a weird hook thing. You can climb dinosaurs. Robot you know, dinosaurs. Robot di um, yeah, that, that game was definitely like a, a massive palate cleanser for me. It was just like, oh, this is such a great game. Yeah. Um, the music in it was fantastic. The, the voice acting was fantastic. I'm just re really looking forward to the sequel. I'm really yeah. interested to see what those guys can do uh, for the next one. Any other ones off the top of your head? I, I've got two or three more here, which yeah. I'll come uh, off in a minute. Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection for me. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a cheat, but I mean, it was remastered for the PS4. So come on, it counts. Developed I played all three of them, one after the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I platinum them, them all as well. Um, Did you? Yep. Wow, glutton for punishment. I know, but no, they, they're fun, I have to say. Developed mm. by Naughty Dog, again, brilliant studio. Mm. The port was actually done by, oh, who was it again? Blue Point Games. Like, they were famous for, you know, a lot of their ports at the time, and they did a really great job of it. So you mm. had all the classic Uncharted games, 1, 2, and 3. I'd say probably Uncharted 2 would be my favorite. Nolan North, Emily Rose, Richard McGonagall all did mm. amazing jobs voice acting in that game as well. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just a fantastic game. Uh, I think my preference out of all three of them, I think I'd like the third one the most. No, wait, what, what was the one with the um, the fight through the train? Fight through the train would be number two. I think at the start <laughs> of Uncharted Three, you were doing a job, and then you were kind of betrayed by oh, was he Australian or something like that? I think he was working with what was your one in Uncharted Lost Legacy? Was it Chloe? Was that her name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, they were doing the job at the start. Um, it's the one in the desert. Like, I think there was a lot of desert kind of fighting scenes in Uncharted 3 as well. Well, oh, wasn't that where you're falling out of the plane and then you're hanging on to the, the thing? Ah, uh, you're trying to hold on to the crate. Exactly, to yeah, that the was the one. The other 
game I have here, I've, I've it's another Naughty Dog um, one. It's actually The Last of Us Remastered, yeah. which was the first PS4 game I ever played. I got a PS4 quite late. Um, it was actually given to me as a gift when I left the job. So thank you guys. And I didn't have any games for it. They didn't get me any games. They literally got me the PS4 and one controller. Wankers. So I was like, okay, Grant, I need to <laughs> pop out to grab some games. So I bought, uh, what did I get for myself? I got Arkham Knight. Did I get Arkham Knight? No, no, sorry, sorry, I didn't. I got Last of Us Remastered and Alien Isolation. Ooh. And now I didn't get a chance to play Alien Isolation for months after like I got it, but I remember bringing the PS4 to at home, or, sorry down to my parents for Christmas, and I finally got a chance to plug it in. And I put in Last of Us, and you know that whole scene where it opens up where you're the kid in the back of the car as like the city's burning around you. I was just like, this is amazing. This looks wow. so good. And obviously, look, I don't need to dwell on that game too much. It's just fantastic. It's just yeah. a really good game. Still plays really well to this day. Really good online multiplayer combat game. Yeah. And hmm. I'd probably say Persona 5 was kind of a cool exclusive that the PS4 had. Now, a lot of people might know the Persona series for Joker. Hmm. I'd say Persona got a lot more fans when they saw Joker in Smash Brothers as well. No, I, they, I know nothing about Persona. Oh, no, it's, it's really good. It's like it's an RPG anyway. It's developed by Atlas. It's, okay. it's actually a really cool game if you do get a chance to try it. I'm guessing it'll probably be on ps plus at some stage anyway yeah i know i've heard like so many people on about the persona series and i know people are like oh you know they're really good if you can get into them and that type of stuff i'm always like yeah you know well, I'm sure i will like there's loads of great games like that that i've just either a haven't had the time to get into or b i just don't have it so i'm not going to drop the money on it until i see it at a good price or c i've left it for so long that no one else is playing it <laughs> <laughs> like monster hunter world i'm afraid to start that because i'm just like and eh, Seems like it's been out for a really long time. Yeah, I'm mean, so far behind. Everybody. They're very long games as well. Like it'll probably take you the guts of maybe a hundred hours to properly finish the game. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a very long game anyway. Mm. Then a few kind of like other selections. Obviously, I was talking at the top of the episode about Ghost of Tsushima. Amazing game. Amazing that Sony is still releasing such top tier games so close to the end of the life cycle of this generation. Mm. Um, I'm not going to talk about it too much because it's just amazing. And look, pick it up. If you see it for sale, pick it up. You won't regret it. But the only other game I wanted to kind of touch on before we wrap up on the PS4 console exclusives is a little game called Everybody's Golf. Uh, oh my god. On VR or yeah. just No, no, general? no. It's just the standard one. That game has got me through many, many, many kind of a boring weekend with my old housemate, Eddie. We used to just sit down and just play that game. It was fantastic. Brilliant. <laughs> it's it's just a little arcade simulator golf game. You know, you can design your own character. It's not like a proper simulator like PGA or anything like that. It's just more of an arcade golf game. And I got a really good deal, and it was just a little gem of a game. Very good. Yeah, highly recommend it. Like yeah. it's got little RPG mechanics in it. Like you go up levels, you have to beat special golfers to unlock certain courses. Yeah, not not really gonna bang on about it too much. And just a quick shout out to Uncharted Four, which is a brilliant game as well. Obviously, Troy Baker joined along as didn't he play Nathan's brother in that as well? Sam, Sam Drake. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because he actually, he funnily enough, does appear in Lost Legacy. It's a very kind of brief cameo. Like, it was a good way to um, wrap up the Nathan Drake story, I think. It was it was just a really good game. Yeah, and you're right, Samuel Sam Drake. Sam Drake. Hmm. So anyway, that would be uh, PS4 exclusives anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I suppose just a, a brief talking point then to kind of wrap up the episode. What next-gen console are you going to get? <laughs> right. Well, like I, said, I think I weaned, whittled this out of you at one point. You, you know got me. Both I'm flopping. Like I technically had both pre-ordered, and now I'm like, oh, should I cancel one? I don't know. But at the moment, I have both pre-ordered anyway. I'd be leaning more if I had to choose between one. I would probably lean more towards the Xbox. Really? I think it's more the whole all the studios they've been buying. They mm. seem like they're trying to build up to something bigger. The whole yeah. you know, Xbox Game Pass initiative, the fact that I'll be able to play all the Xbox One games, I'll be able to play 
you know, a lot of the 360 back catalog, even Xbox One original games there, you know, mm. adding to the backwards compatibility as well. So yeah. technically a lot of my digital collection isn't gone. So I'd probably gear more towards that. Plus it seems like the more power- powerful console, but it's not mm-hmm. just about power. It's about the games, which is why I'd be like, oh, PS5 would be amazing because even the Ratchet and Clank game that we saw looks absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, like I'm... I'm so on the fence at the moment. Like, I guess I'm just waiting to see one what the what the price is going to be, which one's out first, what kind of games are out day one. I mean, like, I'd love to to get the PlayStation again. I know that they're going to try and embrace backwards compatibility a bit more than they have done in the past. So, like, for example, I do have a couple of like PS1 games and PS2 games here that I would love to kind of boot up again and know that i don't need a memory card i can just actually just save it to some sort of cloud save i don't know like if the xbox comes out and it's a really good competitive price and it, it's got like game pass ultimate is that what it's called yep. like the amount of games on that like great first party games coming out day one on game pass so you don't have to keep dropping 60 quid or so every time a new game comes out yeah that's really swaying me but then again well, I want to play Miles Morales. I want to play exactly, Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. 2. God of War 2. I um, mean, they'd be the reasons why I'd be a, buy a PS5 anyway. Yeah, like a, a further sequel to Ghost of Tsushima. Like you said, Ratchet and Clank. The, all the other games for, for PlayStation that haven't even been announced yet. Yeah, the Horizon um, Zero Dawn game does look like it would be amazing. Yeah, so I don't know. It's tough. It's, it's very tough. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it could be down to a coin toss, I think. Could be down um, to price as well for me. Yeah, yeah, that's the other one. I mean, if the if the Xbox comes out and it's like whatever four nine nine, and the PlayStation somehow comes out and it's three nine nine disc version, this is because I'm probably going still going to buy a disc version because mm. I want the four K Blu-ray player. Either for one of them. So if I buy disc in one of them, I'm going to buy digital the other one. I'm going to get that, and then just I don't know. I'll, I'm still indecisive. I just don't know. I just I guess I want I want to see price and I want to see release date. And I just don't like how close we're getting to November when both these consoles seem to be coming out. I think it's November 6th. Yeah, they're playing is... price chicken at the moment. Yeah, Ugh, it, just, you know, it just bothers me. I just really wish one of them would just leak their price so the other one can just come out and undercut them and then I can make my decision. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if both were actually 500 quid. Yeah, yeah, maybe people are being way too optimistic. I mean, PlayStation has more to lose this generation than Xbox do, I think. Because a lot of PlayStation's income, uh, sorry, Sony's income is quite dependent on the game console, I think. Yeah, and Um, Xbox would be more, oh, how many Game Pass subscribers do we have? So, I mean, I think this generation, it's not going to be, oh, you know, Sony sold this many consoles. They're, you know, outselling the Xbox by X amount of money. Technically, Xbox are aiming for, you know, mobile phones and PCs with the whole xCloud streaming as well. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see anyway. If anyone's going to come out cheaper, I would probably say it could be Microsoft only yeah. because they have the pockets to be able to sell at a loss. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose it's it's very similar to like mobile phones. Like mobile phone networks would give you the phone for free because they know that the money they're making is the repeated billing. They want to get you on a bill. They want to get like a a, a consistent payable amount from you to them so like xbox would almost i would imagine if they were well i'm not saying to be smart about it, i'm no way a business person <laughs> but if they were if they could sell you the box for 199 but then like your monthly game pass is 20 quid i still think that's a fairly good deal well they do some deals in america where you know oh you can buy an xbox one x and you know have your game pass ultimate and games of gold or whatever and then you just pay for it over a number of months and then at the end of the contract oh you have the option to upgrade to an xbox series x when it comes out so you know they, they seem like they're going a mobile phone route but i believe that's only in the u.s at the moment i mean they're trying different things which is kind of cool it seems more like a like you said a phone contract really and you're just upgrading your phone yeah yeah and i mean like why not i mean if if you can get the transfer base, like all these people who have Xboxes or even the people who are this generation a little bit kind of don't know which way avenue to go. And maybe like I am a little bit annoyed with the PlayStation sometimes when I see 
that you guys are getting, or I say you guys, but I know that you have an Xbox. So I'm saying <laughs> you, you win with them, bloody traitor. Uh, how like what was what game was it? There the, a couple of weeks back, it came out day one, and it was on Game Pass. I was like, oh, oh, not a couple of weeks, but are you talking about Streets of Rage Four? Yeah, the fact like, that was one, day Game one Pass. Game Pass was brilliant. I was just like, I really want to play that. True. I don't want to drop 40 quid on this. I still liked it so much I bought it on uh, Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Like, that's the thing. And, like, there's games on there, like, um, The Outer Worlds and stuff like that that I paid full price for that are just on Game Pass. Yeah. Like, I would gladly play these games if, what, what what is subscription currently Game Pass? 9.99? I think there's a couple of different options. I think Game Pass Ultimate, which includes PC and Xbox games, I think is 12.99. That's not bad, though. Oh, it's not. But I think you can get, obviously, a cheaper version if you're not going to be doing PC Game Pass as well. But even think about, like, twelve ninety nine a month, like, roughly over the entire year, what's that, about um, 130 quid, something like that, 130, 140 quid. I would spend that on two, two and a half games in the year. So, like, I yeah. picked up Ghost of Tsushima, which was, what, 55 quid. I picked up, um, what was another game I picked up quite recently as well? Last of Us 2. Again, 55 quid. So that's 100 quid, 110 euro already on two games. So like, just to drop a little bit extra and then get your games day one on a streaming platform or like a a service like Game Pass Ultimate, I think that's a massive bargain. It's pretty much just like paying for Netflix really, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, like if you really want a physical version of that game or whatever, you're still probably going to buy it. Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings is on bloody Netflix, but I recently just bought the Blu-ray on, or sorry, bought it on Blu-ray because I love it. I yeah. just want it. I want it, I want it in my DVD Blu-ray collection. To be honest, I think you know? a lot of developers are saying they're actually seeing more sales from games being on Game Pass. They're seeing more sales than initially you know just selling it on the marketplace which is kind of an interesting it's probably because you know a lot more games are getting played Mm. a lot more games you're hearing about through word of mouth as well so i i mean like you said you know what just a bit extra so let's just say 120 quid a year 10 quid Mm. a month not too bad to play all the exclusives and the fact is fair enough if it's a game that you really like and you want to support the developers and everything else buy the game brilliant Mm. If it turns out to be an absolutely terrible game, at least you've played it and you can say, okay, at least I didn't waste my money on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- that's exactly it. Like, that's the thing is like, you know, say I'm not into beat em ups and I hear about this game called Street- Streets of Rage 4. It's like, oh, why is everyone raging about this game? I, I really want to try oh, it. You there. go into the shop, you drop your 40 quid, you bring it home, you're like, this is shite. <laughs> and, like, you have to go to the whole rigmarole of trying to sell it on again. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You can go onto Game Pass, load it up, going, not for me. And just to think that, you know, the next Halo, uh, I'm really annoyed that it got delayed, but I can see why. The fact is, when Halo is released, it'll be day one on Game Pass. When Hellblade 2 eventually comes out, that'll be day one on Game Pass. I really want to play that game. The first game was fantastic. Oh, it was so good. And it's on Game Pass. Go do one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, maybe maybe Xbox is gonna gonna open my wallet a little bit easier than PlayStation this time. But then again, if they come out with a cheaper disc-based system, at least you know down the line you could technically pick up a secondary console if you ever have the money. Yeah, I mean like like day day one, whichever one I'm really gonna go for, I'll be definitely going for the disc version anyway. Like I said, yeah. I kind of want that 4K Blu-ray player see how some stuff looks on it i don't know yeah that's it really it's just i mean the <laughs> ps5 with the disc i mean it just looks like someone shoved a wallet in someone's pants it just looks like it should not be on the side like that it looks like eve from wally's put on a little <laughs> bit of weight <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like the sexier of the consoles is the xbox it looks really nice and as it looks like a pc tower like and was it you who sent on the mock-up of the disc disc list version and it's just the exact same thing, just half the size. That would be the dream, wouldn't it? Like a little cube. It looked like a little game cube, which would have been such a cool idea. But 
I doubt that's going to be the final design anyway. Don't think so. So that's it. That's uh, all our topics covered, really. So that's us talking about our favorite current-gen exclusives uh, as we're gearing up for the next console generation. I guess we wrap it up. I've been Ray. And I've been Clive. And we've been your SideQuest heroes. Join us next time when we will be talking about something else. Thanks for joining us. Nintendo Switch forever. <laughs>